Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, welcome. This is the Osher Ginsberg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsberg. You're you. This is episode 72, and I'm glad we're doing it. This show is with Laurel House. You can find her on Twitter at Quickie Chick. Yeah, at Quickie Chick. I'll tell you a bit more about her in a moment, but her Twitter handle is a little, uh, shall we say, a bit of a nod to what she does for a living. What is this show? Well, this is a show where I talk to people that inspire me, people that interest me, and hopefully if it works out, you'll be inspired and interested as well. That's pretty much the brief. That's pretty much it. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcasting app in the iTunes store, in Stitcher, uh, in Podcasts, uh, P- Pocket Cast, in Opencast. Um, subscribe to the mailing list at osherginsberg.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to email me like so many people did this week, thank you very much. It's always lovely to hear from you. Send osher email at gmail.com or just reply to the mailing list uh, that comes out every week. How was your week? I hope your week was good. Um, we're <clears throat> into February now. It's 2015 is quite serious. Got to make that happen. Got to get on board. Got to make sure we're on course. Check our alignments check uh, that we're going in the right direction because we've been at it a month now. I think 11 more to go. Um, I am, uh, I'm in three steps forward, two steps backwards land again, which does suck. But, you know, I had a good, had a good run there for a while. I had like three weeks. It was, it was pretty good. But um, now I'm back in, you know, kind of sucky days and then half a good day and then, oh, shit, again. I just have to remember that um, on the days that are hard, that I just have to remember that they don't last forever and also that I'm not alone. I think that's the, the thing that my brain tries to tell me. It tries to tell me that I'm, I'm alone in this and I just have to remember that I'm not. I've, I'm blessed to have so much great support um, from the people around me, those that I pay, <laughs> those who are my friends. Uh, so, you know, that's that's what's going on. I know I've talked about this on the show before and a bunch of people resonated with it, but, you know, I just have to remember that every time I, you know, have a 
step backwards. I just got to remember that I'm getting better and better at uh, getting back on my bike, so to speak, which I have been doing a lot of. Um, I had some really exciting meetings this week. I can't tell you about one of them, but it's a very, very exciting new podcast project. Can't talk about it just yet, but it's even more of a dream job than this one, if there is such a thing. I'm very excited to be uh, working with some people and we're going on an adventure into the land of independent broadcasting and uh, it's going to be really, really good. I also, this week, just out of necessity, I guess, I bought a work stand for my bike. So it basically means that it's, you know, the stand in the middle of my living room that I can I can tinker on my bicycle. And I've got to tell you, two two of my three brothers are mad mechanics and they spend a lot of time in the garage. They've got a lot of, lot of shed gear. And I forgot the joy of tinkering. You know, I've just, oh, I've just got to adjust this brake pedal. That looks a little out. I might just adjust the, the caliper there, get my Allen key out. Oh, I don't know what it is with guys and tinkering. Everything just feels all right. <laughs> got a podcast on, I'm listening to Pete Holmes, playing with my brakes, trying to make sure I do them right so I don't kill myself when I'm going down some of the mountains here in California. But, uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying tinkering. So, you know, I'm just trying to do things that uh, keep me on point and try to just keep going in the direction that I know I'm supposed to go and not get bogged down by what my brain's trying to tell me. I guess that's what's happening. Um, it was Valentine's Day. How was your Valentine's Day? Did you remember? Did you do something? Um, well, if you did or you didn't, my guest today can perhaps shed a bit of light on, uh, on the world of relationships. Her name is Laurel House. On Twitter, her name is Quickie Chick, um, and her website is screwingtherules.com. Um, she's an author and a dating coach. Yeah, a dating coach. She's on TV here all the time talking about dating. I met her at a house party, and she introduced herself as a dating coach. I thought, that's really interesting. There's a job for everyone here in California, a dating coach. And I was kind of fascinated by, by what she did for a living. Um, but we got to talking, and, and let me tell you, her party chat, game is amazing like really really good i was quite cleared in the first two or three sentences to drop the fact that oh yeah well you know i'm at this party which is good but i'm excited that my girlfriend's going to be here in a week and a half so you know i've got that out of the way very early i'm a big fan of that um but she's we kept barreling on and we talk about that conversation but my goodness she was uh she was locked in like that bloke at the end of star wars um stay on target so um, I asked her to come and be on my show because I wanted to know what a dating coach does. And honestly, if I could pick up some tips, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I recently got into a new relationship and I can pretty much, I can use all the help I can get right now. <laughs> not that things are going badly, but you know, new ways of being. So a bit of a heads up, a little like last week's show with Cindy Gallup that we do talk about sex in this one. And that's interesting because not only does Laurel coach her clients in what to do when flirting, what to do when dating, but also what to do when the dating progresses into consenting adults taking their clothes off and being naked together. She coaches for the sex part as well, which I found very interesting. So we do talk about that again, not in a salacious way, but some of you may blush when we do get to that part of the show. It's towards the end. Um, it starts with me when I ask her if there's any tips that she could possibly share. Just fast forward five minutes and then you'll be over the, the squishy part. Uh, she is rather outspoken and may seem controversial in some of her views about gender roles, but I am a very big fan of varying different points of view and then we can all have a talk about it. 
So let her know on Twitter what you think, at Quickie Chick. Uh, you can tag me if you like. You know where I am. So this is uh, an afternoon here in Venice Beach where apparently it's the roof-tiring capital of the world today because my house is full of tar smoke. It's Laurel House. Enjoy. <laughs> I've been baking. It's Come good. On. I have my recipe on my iPad. You need it. And my house smells like my baking. Um, anyway, how are you, Laurel? You good? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Smashing. Yeah. I'm glad you could be here. Me too. I've been just crazy. I've been on GMA three times in the last couple of weeks. And it's That's been... Good Morning America. Yeah. Which they, it's interesting. They actually call me in the morning and say, can you shoot in three hours? Like at 4 a.m. they call you? <laughs> no. Okay. In the morning. So at, at like 10. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm usually on my hike sweating and they say, can you shoot in three hours? I, okay. Yes, absolutely. I will rush home and let's do this. Right. So, Yeah. Talking about online dating. You're a TV pundit. Look at you. <laughs> coming coming soon to a deco cast box yes. uh, in a split screen. Yeah, exactly. Anytime. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because the topics are always fascinating mm. that they have. It's last week we were talking about um well, actually, the the American The Bachelor and uh, why I think that farmers are going to be the next trend in online dating. <laughs> There's a website called FarmersOnly.com. Yeah. It's an online dating site. So yeah. we were talking about farmers. Yeah. There's also yeah. A, there's also a, a, a website called Google Life. There's there's I, there's so many. There's it's, niches for everything. There it there there's ginger love. There's I mean it's like it, it, yeah. It goes on and on. It really, it really does. You, um, <laughs> you're a dating coach. Yes. You're an author. I should point that out. Yeah. You've written four books. Yeah, you're, five. Five. Sorry. Yes. You're a you're a dating coach. How do you become a dating coach? Experience. So, well, first and foremost, a lot of. When was of, the first time you went? You know what? I should be getting paid for this. Is that well, how it happened? Um, it, it is actually exactly how it happened, but it wasn't while on a date. It was while giving advice to someone. Yeah, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel and I give a ton of dating advice and people would email me their questions and want, you know, extensive emails back. And I was spending hours a day giving free advice. And one so day on, I so thought, you wrote, you wrote the books first. No, I was, I was just blogging oh, so or vlogging, vlogging on dating advice based dating. on my experiences. Okay. And then from that, people, people said, were oh, what do I do? What do I do? Wow, that's great advice. Can you personalize it for yeah. me? So I started personalizing people's advice. And then I thought, I'm spending the entire day giving free advice. I should be paid for this. I tell you what, it's very, very weird. Um, I'm not single anymore, but I was. And dating in America is a very different kettle of fish than it is to dating in Australia. It, You know, dating in America is different from anywhere. However... My clients are all over the world. Mm -hmm. And although dating may be different, a lot of the issues and insecurities are exactly the same, particularly with women and with sex and with, you know, a lot of like the big vulnerability. How do I voice my needs? How do I be my authentic self? When should I have sex? What if my... I'm in a relationship and we're not communicating anymore. So intimacy, sex, communication, voicing your needs, these are all universal issues. And, yeah, and but, it's also universal with age from 16 to 82. That I mean, it's... Yeah, but in Australia where I, you know, spend a lot of my <laughs> life, 
not all of it, but a quarter of three quarters of it, almost. Um, we don't really date multiple people, but right. that's that's a big factor of the American dating scene that kind of still freaks me out. Okay, so the dating multiple people thing is. It is questionable. And I think that you date multiple people until you decide who you want to be with. And then you have a conversation of exclusivity. Is there is there shagging going on in this dating multiple people? Sometimes, but I actually suggest that you don't. Once you sleep with someone, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship, but you don't want to sleep with someone and then sleep with someone the next night and then someone else the next night. So you can sleep with like one person. If you do want to do that, go right ahead. If as long as you're playing safe and everyone's emotionally fine I go mean, right but, ahead yeah it is but but there are definitely some people i remember i went on a date with this guy we went on two dates yeah. and they were very nice you know they weren't back to back i think we had a week and a half in between i liked him enough i was online dating though when you're online dating you have an expectation that you're dating other people you're going out with other people yeah. because you're scheduling multiple dates yeah. so on the second date i he asked me if i had other dates. And I said, yes. And he said, well, that, this is not okay with me. And he just read me the riot act. And I said, you know, we're not, we've been out twice. We're not in, we did not sleep together. We never had a conversation about exclusivity or monogamy. So until I decide and you decide that we should be a match, then I'm going to keep dating other yeah, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that guy pulled that out on the second date and not two months in. You <laughs> saved yourself a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, had it been two months in, I wouldn't have continued. You no, really... He's clearly a psycho. You don't want that guy. <laughs> He's bonkers. You don't want he, that. He, he was a little, he was a little bonkers. Yeah, nice yeah. guy, but but a little bonkers. But sure. but so, what do you mean then about not dating multiple people? Because that's sort of what it is. It's in the I'm trying to figure out what I want. The way it phase. goes, and the way it goes in Australia generally is, um, I'm only you know this is just on experience of myself and my my male friends. Yeah. If I were to average out the experiences, okay. it would be there's uh, there's the one person that you and her have a kind of agreement that if there's a text, if there's sex that's around, yeah, well, that that is kind of like a, I don't want to say a booty call, but it's like a, I think you would say- Friend with benefits. That's what you would say in America. Okay. And that sort of thing generally exists because um, it's mutually beneficial. Yes. And and we have that too. Yep. And then you might meet someone and go, oh, actually, there's something going on here. Yes. Uh, maybe you take her out on a Wednesday and then, uh, well, in, in my experience in the olden days, this is, I'm talking like t- over 10 years ago now, 12 years ago. <laughs> Which is the olden days. Indeed. It was back, yeah. in, back in the 90s. Um, you'd kind of go out with someone on a Friday, maybe go home with them that Friday night, wake up on Saturday morning, make breakfast, and have great morning sex, go home, have a shower, tell your mates, oh, my God, it was great. Uh, Saturday night. Uh, find her at a club, uh, go back to her place this time, yes. uh, wake up on Sunday morning, uh, amazing, that was fun, uh, spend the whole of Sunday together, maybe go to the markets, hang out, drink coffee. Um, like sleep. you're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, drop her off on Monday morning, you've got a girlfriend. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it Yeah, happens. but nowadays it's not like that. I bet it's not even like that in yeah, Australia. Probably. I, I think it is. You go on it, you go on dates with a couple of different people yeah. until you figure out this is a yes, this is a no. Maybe you get rid of all of them except for two or even one, but the even the one isn't so great. So you keep dating a mm. couple of other people, and then you find who you want to actually be with. But that's only if you're looking for a serious monogamous relationship, which not everyone's looking for. That's right. There, there are three purposes for dating, really. Yeah. 
fun, which is messing around, yeah. exploring yourself. So dating really interesting, different people just to mm-hmm. learn more and then to be in a relationship. Right. What is like generally though, what are, what are the, the, the men in LA like, uh, you know, versus the rest of the country? Well, LA is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. So the men in LA are very, very different. Some men in LA are um, very sleazy players and they, their entire goal is to have sex period. End of story. Uh, then there are the guys who are fresh out of Kansas. It's always Kansas. It's always Kansas. Well, for me, I lived in Kansas city, Missouri for three years. So right. that's my reference, but we never say Iowa. Okay. Iowa. It could be, I, yeah. it could be Somewhere Iowa, like the corn. bachelor where yeah. it's for nice, farmers yeah yeah or girls from the (laughs) girls from the south yeah exactly and they have maybe different ideals yeah um this this one guy was from the south who was crazy about wanting to be in a relationship that was exclusive after two dates Uh so i everyone is really different there are a lot of europeans here there are people from all over the world right so it's it, it is hard but i would say that Overall, what's difficult about dating in LA is a lack of authenticity. Oh, how's that manifest? Well, if you think about it, many people come here to be discovered. Mm-hmm. So they they are always looking for who can help me. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. I'm a director. I'm a whatever it is. Can you help me? Are you going to be beneficial to my career? So they're getting to know you, maybe not just because they want to date you, but actually more because they want what you can provide for them or offer them in business. And because there's always a possibility of business or a connection to someone who has business, we're always putting on this I'm perfect facade. Mm. So we really don't allow anyone in. We don't show who we actually are. We don't reveal our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities. But the reality is that those are the things that actually make someone lovable. So we're walking around not allowing ourselves to be lovable is what we're doing. My ex-wife used to always say, um, Go ahead and do that if you want, but always remember you can only ever sleep your way to the middle. <laughs> Wait, she would say to you, go ahead and, uh, no, no, and no, do no, that? No, 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 Okay. When, 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 like, we'd be in a club or something and you just see some guy with old face, young hair, you know, with the $800 jeans, lots of rings and some 21-year-old, she'd just be like, <laughs> honey, but you, you never can only do ever know. sleep your way to the middle. You never do know. There are some very, very big celebrities who I have heard slept their way up at the very beginning. Goodness me. So it's just, so it's it's that element. I don't recommend it. Well, of course not. I I mean, I would say it's very rare that that actually happens. It's not rare that you're going to get a connection, though. But in order to maintain that connection, Mm. you have to stay in some in the good graces of this person or suddenly they're not going to connect you anymore. No, 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 no. So that's a problem. You used to be around like L.A. is full of, as you said, very driven people. Yes. And you spent a fair when you I'm imagining this is earlier in your career. You were in the mailroom at CAA. Yes. So you were, which is basically that's people. There's all there's heaps of books like I started in the mailroom and then they <laughs> work their way to the top. That's it's basically the working 21 hours a day. Oh yeah, um, like heavy duty dealing with. And agents. I was actually married at the time. Wow. Which was I got married for the first time. I've been married twice and divorced twice. Um, and I was married for the first time at 21. And I started working 
at CAA before graduating. This is like a massive agency that, that does billions biggest, of dollars in the revenue. The biggest agency. It started Tom Cruise's career. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so if I, you're Michael Bay and you say, I want to make Transformers 15, they yeah. will hire three people to, to write three different scripts, uh, Corral, Mark Wahlberg and 17 other actors. They'll put the whole thing together and then make a gajillion dollars for Hasbro. Like that's, exactly. They're they, a very, very package. big deal. Yeah, yeah. very big deal. Yeah. So I was what they call a summer camper. And those are the people who are there over the summer in the mailroom who aren't paid. And you work an insane amount of hours. And then I continued, Michael Ovitz, who actually started CAA, was my mentor. And I reached out to him when I was 19 years old and basically asked him if I could interview him. And we continued this great mentor-mentee relationship. He then, after CAA, got me a job at AMG, which was another company he created for a while, Artist Management Group. So I'm married, 21, uh, with a guy who was really nice and green. He was from a small area outside of San Francisco, new to LA. And I'm working from 5 a.m. until 1 a.m. And then I have to come home and write coverage, which is basically I have to read scripts and review them and submit them to my boss. So I'm maybe sleeping three hours a night. I was the most miserable human being. I was I was treated horrendously at work because that's what happens there. It's sort of what you go through. It's a hazing. So I would go home and I did not treat my husband well. I was, it was, it was, it was not a, I was not a nice person. So I quit. Right. Because <laughs> I didn't like, if you don't like yourself in a career, that career is not the right career for you. That's a good point. <laughs> so you mentioned, I've been, I only been married once and divorced once. So you're, you're, you're one up on me. Um, I don't know if that's something that I should be proud of, but it it is a fact. I've I have since then been engaged a third time. I've been proposed to nine times, so I I know this dating world really well. What have like <laughs> I, I know that I'm lucky in that I I actually credit the pain of my divorce for allowing me to grow into like I now get to be the guy, a different guy to the guy that yeah completely you know managed to be in a relationship that didn't work out very well. Yeah. And now I get to be a different person and I get to approach relationships differently. Do you find that yourself? Absolutely. Um, I, marriage and divorce really roughs you up emotionally, particularly for women, because women have this fantasy of marriage, right? Unlike men, although it's absolutely changes a man in so many ways, but women, we start many of us start imagining and fantasizing our wedding when we're in the third grade. So our entire life is around this fantasy, this bubble. And then we get into this relationship, we get married. I had the white picket fence, the house with the red door, the two dogs in the backyard. I mean, I had the whole thing. This was my second marriage. And suddenly it didn't work out. And it was like that, that bubble was burst. And not only did I fail the marriage, but I failed my fantasies and I failed myself. So I walked out of that relationship really burned. And even though I was the one who ended it, I, it, it has completely changed who I am as a woman, as a dater and, and who I will be when I decide to get married again. What was it when, <laughs> when you decided, cause it takes balls to, to go, this isn't working. Yeah. It's going to be better if I, I go. Yeah. What would you say to people who are listening that m might be thinking, I mean, there's nothing worse than being in a, just dragging the chain in no. a relationship because it's, it's harder to go out. It's hard. It's more painful. You think it's more painful to leave than it is to stay, but what but would you say to them? So 
first from personal experience, I having also had been married twice. So now I'm failing myself a second time. And I was sitting there thinking, would I rather be unhappy for the rest of my life or leave this marriage? I think I'd rather be unhappy for the rest of my life. And that's truly what I thought for several months, but only months. I, we were married for three and a half years. So I said to my husband at the time, you know, I think we should go to therapy. And he said, only people who have, you know, are, who aren't doing well and need help go to oh, therapy. Tough. And I said, yes, right. We are not doing well. Yeah. So we just were not, we were in such different places and I was so miserable. And I got to a place where I was ready to cheat. Oh, and that's when I decided it's time to leave because I am not going to be that woman. I know that cheating is, you know, way too common. It is, but it's not me. And I didn't want to be that person. So I, I was in therapy without him for a while. And then when I got to a place where I was just that unhappy, I, I had to leave. I didn't have mm. a choice, but I was ashamed of myself and it took me a while to, to get over that. But once I started dating again, I realized, wow, I, I actually got into a relationship after that was this depth of love and emotion that I didn't know existed because I didn't have that in my marriage. And later, a therapist once said to me, would you have rather had that the person who I was with, we ended up breaking up a year later, but my therapist said, would you have rather had that depth of love and know that that exists and be hurt today or never had it again and or, or, and never have it again, or never had it in the first place and not know it existed. Right. And I'm glad I experienced that depth of love that was really all-consuming after my marriage. I didn't know that that existed. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was I was married to a very nice both of the men I've been married to very nice good men, but I didn't have that intensity that I was really craving. Yeah. Um. So I actually I had a client yesterday, a guy who was in a situation of, I'm married, I'm unhappy, I don't know what to do. Am I going to be stigmatized for being divorced? And I, you know, of course we talked through it a lot, but it was, part of it was, you're not going to be stigmatized. In fact, well, some people will have a problem with it, but I believe the majority of women and certainly myself, I don't trust a guy who hasn't been married. Really? Yeah. Here's why. He has, or at least hasn't had his heart severely broken. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what pain feels like. If he doesn't know what deep pain feels like, he doesn't know what deep love feels like. He also is not going to be as cautious with my heart. And he doesn't know what a true commitment is like. So a man who's already been married and divorced, the next relationship, he's probably going to do things differently. He's also probably been as awful as it sounds broken in. <laughs> well trained, as we like to say, house yeah. trained. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. Now, I mean, would you say that it's important women. for women as well to have a heartbreak? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because women need to learn how to be more delicate with a man's heart. And women need to understand a little bit more of scarcity. Hang on, what do you mean by more delicate with a man's heart? Women can um, be a little bit careless. How so? We're so, and this actually goes into the scarcity as well. When women are young... So when we're our formative years of learning about love and relationships, we have access to all the men generally mm -hmm. that, I mean, even not, I'm not talking about our awkward phases, but in college, after college, you know, in the early twenties, our dating pool is gigantic. We can date older, younger, you know, rich, 
or whatever we want. As we start to get older, that that dating pool shrinks down and there's a lot, there's scarcity and actually it flips and a man is the one who has the abundance. He can date up or down or anyone. But a woman is so used to getting whatever she wants when it comes to men that she might be like, you know, I don't like the way that you did your hair today. It's over. Your car is kind of effeminate, done. You know, I don't like that shirt, can't date you. We just, we're, we're, we're so careless. And it's because women are, are used to having it all, having access to it all. And it's only when they get to be a little bit older and our, honestly, our fertility starts to wane that suddenly it's like, oh my God, you know, those 15 great guys that I dumped for zero reason and are now married happily with two kids and treating their wives like queens. Why did I leave them again? So having that divorce or that massive breakup is a reality check. Right. You have been proposed to nine times? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not on bended knee. What What do you do to men? <laughs> makes them... It's the strategy. It's, I write about it in my book. Yeah. It's a, it's a strategy. Now, that's not, that doesn't mean it's manipulation. It is... Okay, talk me through the difference. <laughs> okay. So... This is the book Screwing... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Rules? Screwing the rules. Yeah. yeah. So games are about manipulation. Games are about not being yourself, being inauthentic, Mm -hmm. you know, having generally the conventional rules of dating are about getting a guy to fall in love hard, deep and fast on a very surface, superficial level, get him to give you a ring without exposing much about yourself, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. It's that's what games are. And that is manipulation. Dating and love is about the heart, which has nothing to do with manipulation. And it also is about strategy. So it's about being smart. So smart dating is authentic dating, which is actually the scariest thing of all. It's being raw on the first date, letting someone in, telling them who you, who you truly are, but doing it in a way that's not going to scare them away. Uh-huh. 
um, doing it in a way that's not laying naked across the table saying, this is me, deal with it. It is doing it in a way that I call a U strategy. So it's the letter U. You talk about the high points. I've had amazing experiences in my life. You drop down to the U where you get vulnerable. I've had some difficulties. I've been actually married twice. And this is what I learned from it. And I wasn't a good wife. And I wish that I had done these things better. But I've learned and now back up the U. And now I'm better today. And I'm mm -hmm. ready to be in a relationship. So that's the strategy. There's always strategy around it. It's also doing what I call core value stories. So who are you at your core? What defines you as a human being? And then frame those stories so that you're allowing a little bit of vulnerability in each story. And it also shows depth of character within a three-minute story. Okay. So like I would tell the story about the time that I nearly got shot by the police when I was chasing my girlfriend down the street with a can of Dairy Whip. Well, you could. Which but, actually did happen. But I don't know that that's going to say too much about who you are as a person. So it might Not be. now. But, <laughs> but, but you, well, when I was 20, 21 or 22, I Things think Things that show what your core values are, though. So yeah. if compassion, if family, yeah. if, you know, these kind of things that are really important about who you are. I managed to charm my you. way out of not getting shot. Okay, charm. All right, if that's a core <laughs> value, then yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get what, I get what you're saying. But because then the strategy is, I'll show you mine, then you show me yours. Uh -huh. So I'm creating an environment of safety and trust yeah. by telling you a story that's revealing something about myself and saying it's safe now for you to reveal about something about I you. I will tell you one thing, like my dating experience in Los Angeles primarily originated with Tinder. All right, that's how I, because I, I you know, I, I was divorced and then I hadn't been out with anyone for a long, long time. I'm talking like years. And then I was like, how am I going to meet anybody? I don't go to bars. I don't drink. So what am I going to do? Oh, here we go. Tinder, let's go. Right. Um, people were one thing yep. on the texting and, yep. and the, I get their number and they're very flirty and very interesting mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then I meet them face to face and go, Oh, it's facade dating. You're not, you're like, not pre-qualifying. Like your photos are five years old. Yeah. Five pounds ago. Yeah. 15 actually. I mean, that's the problem So talk, what's this pre-qualifying scenario? What so are you talking about? Pre-qualifying is having real substantive conversation ahead of time before you even go on the first date. Uh -huh. So talking about your core values, notice. You mean actually having a phone call? Actually having a phone call. Goodness me. Well, first you're going to do email exchange or, or message exchanges in the online dating website because you don't want to give someone your email address. Mm -hmm. They could be a stalker. Yeah. So, you have extensive email conversations that are substantive, not just, hey, you're hot, let's go to coffee. That's mm -hmm. a zero. You're going to sit in front of them and be like, wow, this was a huge mistake. I'm leaving. So why would you waste your time? So real conversations, you're going to draw from their profile. Oh, I saw that you went to Bali this summer and you surfed for the first time and you've been dreaming about that since you were a little kid. Instead of saying, was it cool? You would say, how'd that feel to finally experience this dream that you have been imagining mm -hmm. your entire life? So you're going into feeling first. And then when it comes to feeling, you're connecting. A lot of the problem with dating is that we're dating with our hearts closed. We're dating with our facade which is, you know, a wall. My four, my four best Facebook profile photos. Exactly. Don't put group photos up. I can never guess <laughs> no, which one you are. No, awful. But we're dating, we're, we're walls that are dating. So in order to feel for someone else and in order for someone else to feel for you, your heart has to be open. So how do you open your heart? You talk about something that opens your heart. These are the core value stories. You get a little bit vulnerable. Once your heart is open because you're sharing something that opens your heart, your heart is also open to falling and feeling for that other person 
listen. Same with them. They're going to start to feel for you. And if they're feeling for you, now a something of depth has, has been created. And that's why I say that dating is a strategy because it is scary to be vulnerable for the first time. It mm. really is. So learning how to be vulnerable and learning how to have conversations that don't make it sound like it's a therapy session, but instead make it sound like it's a sharing and con- people connect on places of vulnerability. You and I, when we met, we didn't just sit and have like, oh, so do you like the cookies? Yeah, me too. Though we started there, we went into real conversation and that's how we connected. Had we not had real conversation, I wouldn't be sitting here today. I was very, uh, I was very nervous at that party. Why? Because I was only knew two people there and there was a plate that said <laughs> vegan cookies on it and I ate seven in a row. <laughs> you know what? For dinner. They were delicious. It's handy when you go to the house party of someone who's a great baker. Um, it, they were delicious cookies. They, but they... but it was that was the icebreaker. Yeah. And then from there we went we we went way past all the surface immediately and dug into substantive mm. and real, which is possible. But the thing is that you had the ability to have that conversation uh straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that I would go on dates with women who were very chatty and I had all these, how did that make you feel text conversations? But, but when it's we over got, text. But when we got face to face, it was like, well, who are you and what did you do with the girl that was texting me the other night? But it was over text, yeah. number one, and that's the problem. Ah. And number two, were they really that deep in substantive text conversations? Because texts generally aren't very long. Yeah, my text game is good. I'm, like, <laughs> well, then she was probably performing. Ah. Facade. Perfect. What can you do for me? This could be something. Duh. Yeah. And then you meet and it's not. So what are, what are some things that guys do when they're in that, on the other side, on the flip side of things? What are some things that guys do that just should, shouldn't do? That are fake? Yeah, yeah. So from personal experience, again, there was a guy who said that he was an entrepreneur and I like entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. So I thought this makes sense for me. My second husband was an attorney. I wanted something different. So he says he's an entrepreneur. He's in a time of transition right now with his housing. And I thought maybe he's buying a house. Like these are all good things. So we decided to meet at a bar. We met there. It was too busy. So we were going to go somewhere else. And I said, do you want to drive? And he said, oh, I walked here. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he lives close. It was kind of by the beach. And I thought this could be a good thing. So we drive to another bar. He orders a glass of wine for both of us. He downs his and orders another for himself and another one for me, even though I had had a couple of sips. We really weren't getting along at this point. It turns out that being an entrepreneur actually is code word for out of work. And in transition means sleeping on my friend's sofa. And this has been happening for a year. So then, oh my God, I forgot my wallet. And so then I'm paying for all of our drinks. So I dropped him off at his friend's sofa. He called me the next day because I hadn't pre-qualified and he wanted to go out again, which was just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Let's be honest. Let's let's be honest. So honesty, that's what guys need to do. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're out of work entrepreneur, but you have all these great ideas, say that. Don't, but don't lie. Yeah. I was fired from my job actually a year ago and now I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. So I'm calling it entrepreneur. No, you know, if there, there's a new dating website called, um, settleforlove.com. And not only do you advertise the good, you also have to advertise the bad. It says, what are the pros about you and the cons? So you have to say like unemployed, slightly overweight, 
but I'm really funny and I'm really, so someone, someone might not care that you're unemployed and overweight. They really, you know, I would like to be with someone who has drive and has that sex. For me, drive is really sexy. That's more of a turn on than looks hands down. Absolutely. But that's not common in LA. Well, no, here's the, here's the thing, though. And and my buddy, one of one of my best mates ever, um, the guy that was best man at my wedding, actually, his wife said to him, um, he, he she said to him, "Look, I'm hot now, but in 40 years, yeah, it's this is I'm not going to be hot. So yeah. you're going to have to dig who the conversations we have, right? And you're going to dig what I'm about because yeah. that's all that's going to be." that were left. Yes. And that's totally, that's amazing. And I mean, that's, that's the thing with so many people. Well, he's not hot enough. Oh, close your eyes. Turn off the lights. Can you have a conversation? Yeah. How does he make you feel? Does yeah. he make you feel empowered and loved and adored? Or are you the one who's always looking up at him saying, oh my God, you're so hot. Oh my God, I'm so lucky to be with you because you're so hot. I mean, so many women, when I say, what are you looking for in a guy? Well, he needs to be hot and he needs to have a good body. Really? Honestly, is that what matters at the end of the day? Do you want to marry hot? Because I don't. Because looks fade, sweetheart. What if you get married and he gains 50 pounds? Well, you still is you still gonna find him hot or are you gonna leave? So what actually it's looking at the difference between your wants and your needs. Your wants are like a yeah, I also get these. Your needs are drive, are Mutual admiration, mutual adoration, respect makes me feel seen. Mm. Seen is a really important one because that means I'm allowed to be seen in my ugliest, weakest, most vulnerable, strongest, bitchiest, whatever it is, and that's okay. And you still love me because of it. So figure out what your actual relationship needs are and then go look for that because these wants, sweetheart, gonna fade. When you, you do, you have a lot of coaching that you do face to face, but you also offer a lot of stuff. Uh, you are, as you mentioned, you're an entrepreneur. There's a lot of uh, courses that you sell yes. on your, on your, uh, on your website, which in this day and age is a fabulous way to scale because you can only ever talk to so many people in a room right. at one time. <laughs> a cursory glance at your website will show that uh, <laughs> a fair amount of the content is sex goes to what you do after the flirting. Yes. Now, this is new for me because a lot of the time it's like, and you've taken him home, good luck, honey, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so important for you and why was there a need from the market that that required you to go, well, you know what, I really should teach people how to do this? <laughs> well, a couple of things. First, a lot of my clients I actually do, most of them are I do with video Skype. I have clients all over the world. I only do some people in person and generally – it's when they, I, we go out flirting, coaching, and it's a lot more expensive. And I act as a wing woman. Um, so I actually t- take them out and teach them how to flirt. Your Iceman to their maverick. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Then on the website with all of the different courses, yeah, you know, relationships, if you ask a lot of people what's the most important thing in a relationship, communication is definitely one of them. But sex is up there. And it's connecting, connecting on multiple levels, connecting emotionally and connecting physically. And a lot, a lot of women and men are just not good in bed. They're not. And after you get the ring on the finger, it's true. Oftentimes women just aren't into sex anymore um, because it's been, it's been a while and they, you know, it's boring now. It's not as exciting. It's not as hot. So they're not into it. So that's one thing. Um, 
It's also because there's insecurity. They don't know how to do it. And they don't realize that by doing teeny little tweaks, you can completely change your sex life, like talking dirty, which so few guys talk dirty. It's pathetic how few men talk dirty, really. And it can (laughs) change your relationship and certainly your sex life after 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, your relationship will be transformed if you add dirty talk into it. So I teach women how to get their man to dirty talk to them. And I also teach men how to dirty talk. What's 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 one thing that you can tell guys listening right now that their, their lover tonight will appreciate? So they're listening okay. on their iPods right now yeah. their, or iPhones and they're going to go home and what's one thing? So first of all, this is just a overall dirty talk tip is you don't have to be witty or funny or sexy. You don't have to try. All you have to do is say what you're feeling, say what you want and say what you're seeing. It's so simple. You're just narrating the experience. And here's the thing that guys need to remember. Men may be visual creatures. Women are emotional creatures. And let me tell you what women are doing when they're having sex oftentimes, unless it's like insanely outstanding sex, which is rare. So women are sitting thinking, oh, I forgot to walk my dog today. Okay, so tomorrow I need to make sure that I call the dog walker. I I need toothpaste. I forgot to get toothpaste. Okay, I I definitely have to get toothpaste as soon as we're done. I'm kind of hungry. Brownies sound so good. Is that respectful to the person that you're in the room with? We can't help it. Women's minds travel. They go to our to-do list. They go to, do I look fat? I feel fat. Oh my gosh, she just touched the fat on the side of my ass. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Ah, I can't do that position again because I know that he thinks that I'm fat now. These are the things that we're sitting here thinking. So if you you want us to actually- I'm going to promise you, I'm going to absolutely promise you, by the time <laughs> that everyone's naked, in my experience, no one, I've never cared about anything. Right. But women don't know that. All Our right. minds are- This is 100% promise truth that I, the bits and pieces that you're worried about, I don't even realize I'm too busy looking you in the eye going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. That's also the difference between how a man thinks and a woman thinks. And this is actually how our brain is wired. A man's brain is wired linearly. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking about one thing, how do I achieve this goal? Well, when it's having sex, it's coming. A woman, we think in a web-like fashion. I'd like to just interject there, maybe. (laughs) It's ladies first, always ladies first. Okay, but it's still coming. Thank you very much. It's still coming. Not mine, hers. (laughs) You're right, but that's still the outcome. So be it hers or yours. It have to be a connection. Is, Come on, I'm old though. Come yes. on, I'm 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 into I'm it into is. men the, man the, sex, the not end boy sex. Goal is there. Yeah, it is, and it's okay. It's sex oriented. Whatever it is, your focus is sex. A woman thinks in a web-like fashion, so that means our mind is going, which is why we're multitaskers. Our mind is going everywhere. If you want us to focus on you, you actually have to speak to us too. It's you have to connect eye contact, having the lights on sometimes, and then talking. So saying, you know, baby, you feel so good. How do you want me to do this to you? Now you're asking her a question. Now she has to engage back. But 90% of the dirty talk is being done by the guy. The more you talk, the faster she's going to come. In fact, you can control her come by you talking. Here's the danger for women, that women can literally become too obsessed and addicted to guys because they have these intense orgasms because a man has just controlled her. But it's great for guys. You know, I mean, you control your woman in a lot of ways because you give her amazing sex. I've stayed in relationships for entirely too too long because I've had great sex. (laughs) 
It's pathetic. But it was that good. It was that like amazing release good. So yeah, guys need to learn how to dirty talk. It's, and women need to teach their guys how to dirty talk. So I have a product. It's an audio product that I'm with talking with a master sex expert. He's actually in the UK. His name is Adam Armstrong. And he and I are giving our opinions on dirty talk and how to get your guy to give you multiple orgasms, how to get your guy to uh, give you amazing oral sex, how you can give amazing oral sex, hand jobs. So many women are insecure about hand jobs because I've always thought this and a lot of other women also, well, he can do it better. He's been doing it his entire life. So why should I even <laughs> bother <laughs> competing against he's the pro? So it's teaching women how to do all of these things. What would you say to people who might have just become a bit squirmish over the last 10 minutes of our conversation? <laughs> because in my opinion, you know, what's interesting about sex is that it is such a massive part of everybody's life. But we don't talk about we it. We don't talk about it. And we don't talk about the, the weird smells and sounds and, and yeah. noises and, and accidents. And it's hilarious. Yeah. It's ridiculously fun. Yes. And weird shit happens all the time, but no one ever talks about it. I know. And that's the problem. You know, you can your relationship can be improved by having better sex and sex more often. And I think so many of us, especially women, we don't use sex as a connector. Actually, men don't use sex as a connector either to connect with our partners as some much. Men, please. Some, some men do. Some men do, um, but but not all of them. And a lot of women don't use sex for connecting either. A lot of women use it as you've been a good boy, and so I'm going to give you some sex. Oh, that's the worst sex. It's the that's worst. the worst sex. And it's and it's and it's a really bad precedent to set. Right, as a as a man who's had that kind of sex, it's the worst <laughs> because it probably doesn't even feel that good. And you know the other one that's really bad. Nobody wants a pity fuck. Um, Nobody. Yeah. Oh. If you have to. Yeah, I may That's as well. Worst. I would rather be doing anything else in life except this. Or but... if I can keep reading, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Just get behind me. Don't move me too much because I'm going to try and stay asleep. I'm playing Sudoku. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. But, That's the worst. But the, but people have a lot. Here's the thing that's interesting is the amount of people who ask me sex questions privately because they don't want anyone to know that they're asking or they're insecure. They don't know how to do this or that uh -huh. they've never had a real orgasm before. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to come out with it and I'm going to put out videos or these ones are audios of, of how, to, how to do it. I'm quoted all the time in men's magazines on giving sex advice. Um, but people need it. That's why I put it out there. And, and I'm a sexual person. I'm also a dating coach. So I, it, you know, I actually was working with another dating coach who said, you know, I don't think it makes sense for us to work together anymore because you talk too much about sex or you, you talk about sex. And I was like, so dating and then sex, like it's, they, they come, they go together, but it was a problem because it turned people off. It made made people flush. You know, it embarrassed people. I, you know, sorry, it's but it's an important part of the relationship. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a human condition. It's what we, whether you choose to do it with uh, someone of the same sex or someone of a different sex, it's it's part of how we connect emotionally. It's yes. hardwired into how we connect emotionally. And it also feels good. Well, there's that as well. Yeah. That's also a part of it. Um, I know we, we have talked for only barely enough time. Um, we do have to get <laughs> out of here. We could talk about just dirty talking well, for an hour no, if well, we, we needed there's, to. There's people, there's, so, okay, there's two kinds of people listening to this. Those are people that are in relationships and those that are people not in relationships. Mm -hmm. So 
there is the concept that even people in relationships should go on dates. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So what is just to get out, let's get out on this. What, what would you like people to go and do on the next date they have, whether it be with someone they're meeting for the first time or second time, or whether it be with their lover they've been with for a decade? Well, I think that you should go on dates with your, the person that you're dating. And the reason is that we get into these ruts of we go out and we talk about our chores, our the stuff we're annoyed at. Did or, you pay the phone bill? Right, what exactly. Did you did you end up talking to that dog walker? Yes, the, the to the minutiae during sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you get that toothpaste? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, and that's the problem. We lose the romance. Flirt with each other again. Just because you've been together and now you have a ring on the finger or you're in a relationship doesn't mean that, oh, I forgot what it feels like to flirt. Or especially with guys, guys are super sexual beings. And you're wondering why he's flirting with the chick at work who wears a short skirt and gives him attention because he didn't suddenly forget how it feels to be a man. So you need to be a woman for your man. You do. Dress sexy for him. Go out and flirt with him. Do not talk about any of the minutiae and bullshit in your life. Just be set, whisper in his ear. Wear his favorite perfume. Wear those super high stilettos. Have a sexy date and do this once a week. What and then go home and have amazing sex. <laughs> what about for the gentlemen listening? What can they do? Because they're not going to wear heels. The guys need to do the exact same thing. You're dating her. Take her, plan something, come home with flowers, send her a text in the middle of the afternoon saying, I can't stop thinking about you. I'm sitting here on this call attempting to focus on my client and all I want to do is take you home and push you over the bed or whatever, something. It, or it can just be, I wanted to let you know that you're beautiful and you looked so pretty when I left this morning. It can be really sweet. It can be really dirty, but do something and then go home and say, I'm taking you out tonight. We're going to go here. You know, I'm giving you 10 minutes, get ready or send her a text an hour before I'm taking you out to dinner. Get ready. This is where we're going. Be sexy, be spontaneous, you know, flirt with her again make her feel like a woman. The more masculine a man feels, and you're going to feel more masculine by taking control, the more feminine a woman feels. The more feminine a woman feels and acts, the more masculine a man feels and acts. So try and grab back a hold of your gender roles. Stop this androgynous bullshit. (laughs) Be a man and encourage her to be the woman. I do detect, even though you are discussing god we're running late uh even though you are discussing something that is uh i know i wanted to get out on that but is there where is the room for uh would you consider yourself a feminist yeah absolutely Um, but a feminist feminist isn't something that's that's anti-man i'm actually speaking next week at iDate, which is a dating convention on feminism and dating feminism is just i believe that women have equal rights that's it. But I can be a feminine feminist. I can be, I can look really hot in stilettos and be wearing a short skirt and be a powerfully feminine feminist. You know what? That's my favorite kind. It's the best kind. <laughs> I don't really hate is. men. Clearly I love men. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I believe in gender roles. That doesn't mean that just because you're being a man and I'm being a woman that I am, you know, being that I'm lowering myself. I Mm. certainly am not. And just because you're paying for dinner doesn't mean that I can't. Copy that. It is, you know, I am an independent traditionalist. Got it. And, and I am a feminist and a lot of men are feminists too. And all that means is that women are equal. 
<laughs> not equal in terms of androgynous, but we have equal rights. We're equal, but we're different. That's, without a doubt. It's, it just boggles my mind that half the population of this planet is so treated as a second class. It's and it actually is out. about half the population that doesn't believe in feminism, that goes up again until you tell them the definition of feminism. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I am a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a dinner to go to. Is it a date? It, it is not. I actually am. I'm, it's a coaching. Okay. Yeah, I'm coaching a client who's in town. I've got to go see a show. I'm going to take your photo real quick. Thank yeah. you so much. And Thank if anybody you. that listened to this does... Uh, have a success with the things that we've talked about, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get some feedback. On I that. would too. All right, darling. Thank you. Thank you. And that is Laurel House. You can find her on Twitter at Quickie Chick. Q-U-I-C-K-I-E-C-H-I-C-K. Her website is screwingtherules.com. She has an interesting point of view. I would love your thoughts on the things that she said. She is... Uh, possibly polarizing at some of it but i'd love you to you know let's let's have a chat this week while, while you listen to this if you do have a chat about that um do tag us in a tweet um apologies that's the sound of my dishwasher i've mispacked my dishwasher and one of the plates is rubbing up against something but i'm too afraid to open the door while it's on because i just have a thing about machines like that so i guess the next 40 minutes is me listening to that sound I don't know if you've ever found yourself in that situation, but that's where I am. I am very much looking forward to getting back to Australia. Did I say that already? I really am. I've been chatting with my executive producer on The Bachelor and really excited about this next season. And, you know, when you work on a show like that, there is quite a close relationship that you have with everybody. You're stuck in a small control room for a lot of the time and uh, you kind of have to like other people. Otherwise, it's a bit of a drag because it's a very small room. Uh, so, yeah, I've, you know, shaved my beard off thinking about what to pack. I'll be trying to get a seat at my regular poker game on a Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be good to be home. So anyway, by the time you listen to this, I'll be in Utah. So I'll be in Utah. I'll follow along on Instagram um, because that's where I'll be. Until then, uh, yeah, have a great week. Be kind. Sleep well. Sleep well next to someone, perhaps, after what we just heard. And dream of beautiful things. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.